Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 288 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you nine Christian biographies that you should consider reading this summer. Let's dive in. In the last episode, I talked about 11 ways for you to actually walk into the summer and actually thrive spiritually. And if you have not listened to that episode, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it because I walk through just different ways that we can be purposeful and intentional in our spiritual lives as we head into these summer months, which is typically the season where we begin to coast and grow passive. Well, in that, I mentioned that one of the things that I would suggest you to do is to actually read great Christian biographies. Now, if you know me or you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I am a huge fan of Christian biographies. There is something about reading a Christian biography that is deeply impactful and encouraging and edifying and, yes, convicting in my life. There's something about watching someone's life unfold and you begin to see how they respond to the Word of God, how they come to Christ, how, how they press in in faith to their God. And then you see God's overwhelming goodness and faithfulness and, and movement in their life to bring about radical change and results. Well, in my personal life, I love just having a constant digestion of Christian biographies. And there are certain biographies that I go to or return to again and again and again because they are just that good. But I'm always looking for another great Christian biography, and it's one of my favorite types of books to read throughout the year. Well, since we're heading into the summer months, and since I just mentioned the 11 ways to be intentional and grow spiritually this summer, I thought I'd give you a recommendation of some Christian biographies that I'd highly encourage you to consider reading this summer. Now, I know that as I give this list of Christian biographies, it could probably feel a little daunting or overwhelming. So I'm not saying that you need to read all of these, though if you have the time, I would highly encourage you to do so. I would encourage you to pick one or two of these and encounter these great stories from Christian history. Now, as we walk through this list, you'll notice that the first several of these are probably my all-time favorite Christian biographies. And if you walk through the Daily Thunder series where 
my good friend Eric Ludi and I sat down and talked through the seven most impactful Christian biographies that either of us had read, which I'll put a link for that in the show notes. If you've not listened to that series, it was just a great time where we were talking back and forth and arguing a little bit about what was the greatest Christian biography ever written. And there's just these stories that are so edifying and encouraging to our souls. And we have ones just as Ellerslie that we keep coming back to over and over. And some of those are on this list, but I want to just give you some that I think will be a great oomph to your summer, uh, again, as we head into these summer months. So let's just dive into this. These first two Christian biographies may be, well, technically the first four, <laughs> maybe my all-time favorite Christian biographies. So let me just give you the first four. Well, the first book is Brother Andrew's classic, God Smuggler. If you've not read this book, it needs to be on your list. It is not only well-written, but it reads like a action or a thriller or a spy type of a book. When God radically gets a hold of Brother Andrew's life, Andrew was all in. He was just like, I am, I'm fully given to the Lord Jesus Christ. And what you begin to see God do throughout his life is that God begins to ask, ask him to get out of his comfort zone and begins to ask, hey, will you walk in greater faith? He eventually starts smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain soon after World War II. And even though the book is only a part of his life, after the book, he eventually spent the rest of his life ministering to a lot of the Middle Eastern countries. He has an incredible story. He just died recently in the last couple of years. But I would encourage you to read this incredibly edifying book. Now, along with that book, my other favorite is Corey Tim Boom's book, Tramp for the Lord. Now, she's more known for the book Hiding Place, which is her story where her and Betsy go off into the concentration camp in Germany. But in Tramp for the Lord, she picks up after they leave, after she leaves the concentration camp and begins to minister around the world, telling her story of what happened during World War II. And there's something very precious about Corey's words in Tramp for the Lord. I love the book Hiding Place, but Tramp for the Lord is so rich because you see this older woman saying, okay, God, I am just this frail little woman. What do you want to do with my life? And God begins to just supernaturally move through this woman. And the stories of her faith are just, it's mind boggling to me. And I laugh. I just chuckle uh, whenever I think of that book, because there's these stories where you're just like, that's awkward. <laughs> what do you do with that? And yet you see God's tremendous mercy and grace and faithfulness throughout Corey's life. Well, two of my other favorites, one is Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. It's the story of Hudson Taylor as he's living and heads off to China to work uh, as a missionary in China. And the other one is C.T. Studd's incredible book, Cricketeer and Pioneer, uh, written by Norman Grubb. And both of these books, I love, uh, uh, sorry, C.T. Studd went on the mission field in large part because of Hudson Taylor when Hudson Taylor invited uh, the Cambridge Seven out to work in China. But it's interesting as you as you look at this movement of missions that was, was happening at this time, both of these stories are so stirring to me because it is a call to all. Uh, Hudson Taylor was preparing years before the mission field, say, okay, when I'm on the mission field, how am I going to live then? All right, well, why don't I start preparing myself now? That, that he was dogged in his desire for missions. And you have C.T. Studd, who was this incredibly popular sports athlete who was in 
comes from this incredibly wealthy family and yet gives it all up for the sake of Christ. And both of those stories are just deeply stirring in terms of their faith, in terms of their understanding of what does it mean to to live by the spirit of the Lord. So those four books, if you've never read them, they need to be on your list. So Brother Andrew's God Smuggler, Corey Tim Boom's Tramp for the Lord, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret, and C.T. Studd's Cricketeer and Pioneer. Now, the other books, some of these, if you know me well, you'll be like, oh, obviously that's going to be on the list. <laughs> but I, I really love these books. Uh, George Mueller's Autobiography. I probably read this every year, maybe every other year. It's a little bit harder of a read because obviously it's more, in a lot of cases, it's more of a journal. But what a, one of the things I love about George Mueller is in his younger years, kind of in his early 20s, he was kind of a wild uh, playboy, if you if you want to use that kind of that term. And he just had this very reckless living and, and just kind of did whatever he wanted. But when God got a hold of George Mueller's life, there was this overwhelming givenness to Christ. And you'll probably recognize that's a big theme in a lot of the Christian biographies that I love. But Mueller ended up going to Bristol, uh, Bristol, England, and was walking on the street and began to see these orphans and began to take care of the orphans. And so a lot of the biography is just his story, becoming a pastor, becoming uh, this, this man who began to oversee orphanages. And the reason I love George Mueller's autobiography is because you see a man who lived by faith. For Mueller, just one of those principles was this idea of, I'm not going to ask people for money. I am going to take all of my needs before the throne of God. And now we're not all called to this, but you realize what an incredible declaration of faith this was in his generation, where he was caring for thousands of orphans and he would never ask for funds. He would go to God and say, God, you know our needs, so you're going to have to stir people's hearts. And it's this incredible testimony of trust and faith in the provision of our Lord. Another biography that I just absolutely love to read is Richard Rembrandt's Tortured for Christ. Richard Rembrandt in World War II was a pastor in Romania and ended up, because of his stand for Christ, going to prison, being in isolation, and having a lot of torture. And it's just this incredible testimony of, all right, I know what I believe. And and I, even in the midst of torture and pain and difficulty, I am going to hold tight to Jesus Christ. And the reason I put this book even on the list, one, it's just it's a very captivating read, even though it's difficult to read. But as I look at culture and I'm starting to notice just a progression into more and more darkness and more and more hatred and frustration toward Christians, we we are not promised comfort. We are not promised safety in scripture. In fact, we are promised persecution and trials and difficulty. And I I like reading Richard Rembrandt's book because if, and I'm I don't desire to head this way, but if God allows this country that I live in America to, to go and face severe persecution and difficulties like many of the other countries around the world, then this is a great reminder and a testimony that it doesn't matter how difficult it gets. It doesn't matter how intense the persecution becomes. God is still in command that, that, that we can still trust him, that, that there is still hope, even in the midst of isolation and pain and difficulty, God can still be our God. And so if you've never read Richard Rembrandt's Tortured for Christ, I'd encourage you to consider picking up that copy. Another book 
that I would encourage you to ponder reading is the biography of John Hyde. Uh, it's called Praying Hyde. The reason I like this book, it's, it's a really small little read, but it's all about a man who had a insatiable desire for prayer. I love what Leonard Ravenhill once said. He, he said, if you want to know the measurement of a man, you will know that by their prayer life. That you don't look at the books they've written, you don't look at their sermons, you look at their private prayer life. And John Hyde was a missionary in India, and he just had this overwhelming passion for spending time with God on his knees. And throughout the book, you just see this man who is constantly giving himself more and more to prayer. And it's such a conviction in my heart of, all right, Nathan, how how much am I pursuing God in prayer? How much am I getting on my face? And it's just a great read if you are wanting a encouragement and a conviction in the area of prayer. Well, I got two other books and they're both going to sound a little maybe out of sync of all the other ones. But one of them is called Out of a Far Country by Christopher Yuan. Christopher Yuan is alive today. I think he still works at Moody Bible Institute. But if you know someone who is walking through same-sex attraction or homosexuality or any of that garbly gook of our culture, I would really encourage you to read Christopher Yuan's story. Uh, basically, Out of a Far Country is his story, walking through this very depraved lifestyle and the prayers of a mother that actually, how God used those prayers to woo a son's heart out of depravity and out of all that darkness into saving the saving embrace of Jesus Christ. And it's an incredible testimony of what God can do in the life of an individual. It was deeply stirring in my own soul, and I've recommended it to many other people. So if you know people and you just want an encouragement in your own soul, then I would encourage you to read Out of Our Country by Christopher Yuan. And the last book I just wanted to mention is actually a compilation. This is probably one of my all-time favorites, even though I don't mention it very often. And it's a book called They Found the Secret by Edmund Raymond. The, the book itself is a collection of 20 small biographies of people like Amy Carmichael and Hudson Taylor and Moody and Samuel Bringle. But what's interesting is the perspective in all of the biographies, even though they're little short snippets, is all about how did they experience the quote-unquote secret. When you think about Hudson Taylor's biography, it's called Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. And if you've ever read the book, you're, you're always wondering, what's the, what's the secret? <laughs> what was the spiritual secret to his spiritual strength? Like, like, what's the secret? And what I loved about They Found the Secret is it's 20 stories, including Hudson Taylor's, where you see how God moved in an individual and radically changed them. And yet every story is different. And if you just want a great boon to your soul, if you want a great encouragement to your faith of saying, what does it mean to be all in on Jesus Christ? What does it mean to actually be filled with the Spirit of God? What does it mean in, in the days in which these people lived? What does it mean to be all in for Jesus? And it's such an encouraging uh, encouraging read for the faith, for the, for your soul. And if so, therefore, if you've never read They Found the Secret, it's just 20 small snippets, and it's it's not an overwhelming book. You can read one of these little snippets in just a few minutes, but it's one of those stories that gives you a grand picture of what God can do in the life of, of, of an individual. And as a side bonus, you get introduced to 20 great men and women throughout Christian history. 
Now, you'll notice that most of those books that I just recommended all happened, those, those people lived in the last couple hundred years. There are some other incredible stories of people like David Brainerd or Jonathan Edwards or Charles Spurgeon or Moody, or you can go back even further than that and start looking at some of the church fathers. There are, there are so many great Christian biographies. And I would encourage you just as a way to keep growing in your faith, make it a part of your reading routine or grab an audiobook and listen to some of these grand Christian stories of faith. Now, just one quick reminder when it comes to reading Christian biography, we are not called to mimic. Uh, we, we are not going to have the same lies as a Hudson Taylor or a George Mueller. That, that we are not called to mimic these lives, but those lives can be an encouragement and exhortation to our soul. In other words, when, when I see what God can do through this individual and when I see what God did through that person, it is a reminder to me that God is still God, that he's still on the throne, that he's still faithful. And if he was faithful to do it then, he is still faithful to do it now. So though my life is going to look incredibly different than all of those people, I have the same God. And if he can do it then, he can surely do it now. Well, as we head into these summer months, my prayer for you is that Again, you would not grow passive, you would not grow cool in your spiritual spiritual life, that you would actually press in, that you would actually aggressively go after Jesus Christ, and foremost, you need to be in the Word of God. But if you're looking for some additional reading this summer just to, again, bless you, to encourage you, and to press you ever more unto Jesus Christ, well, I would encourage you to grab one of these nine Christian biographies and consider reading those as an opportunity just to freshly see and behold your God. And again, in the last episode, as we walk through those summer ideas, I gave a list of just some of my favorite recommended reading. And I'll put a link for that again in this episode for the sh- in the show notes. So if you're just looking for other Christian, great Christian books that'll help edify your faith, well, then there's an entire list, including other Christian biographies that I'd recommend you to read. Now, if you do end up reading one of these books, I would love to hear what you thought. So if you want to engage in social media or send me an email, I'd just love to hear what are you reading and how has it impacted your life spiritually as you consistently press in and build your life around Jesus Christ. If you'd like a link for any of those books, as well as that recommended reading download PDF, you can get all of that at the show notes for this episode by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash 288 for episode 288. And again, until next time, know I'm praying for you and I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.